It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome to the Great Outdoors Show, Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio, and happy Thanksgiving week to you, certainly Sunday morning here. There are tens of thousands of deer hunters in Illinois headed for the woods this morning on what is the opening weekend of of the deer season. Uh, Actually, there are hunters out all across America. The weekend before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving week is, is one of the great weeks when families get together and go outdoors. It's been that way for for generations. Uh, And so whatever you do this week, I hope it's safe in the great outdoors, whether it's deer hunting, duck hunting, quail, pheasant, whatever it might be. Uh, It's a great time to be with your family, and I certainly will be with mine. Uh, It runs very many generations deep in my family to spend uh, the day after Thanksgiving hunting, and hopefully we'll do so again this year. I wanted to start off with a, a headline that makes me just so happy. And for a lot of you, it might make you happy too, but this is something I've been involved with since 1988. The Environmental Protection Agency overturns approval of the Mississippi Yazoo Pumps Project. The EPA has reversed field and said, we are not going to build the world's largest pumps at the mouth of the Yazoo River, where it dumps into the Mississippi River, just so we can drain more wetlands so we can have more farmland and so that we can subsidize more areas of the lower Mississippi Delta. Mississippi Delta in this case is starts in the, some would tell you, in the, in the lobby of the Peabody Hotel in, in Memphis and runs all the way down to Vicksburg, some 200 miles and 2 million acres in size. But the southern part of the Mississippi Delta, the part that floods badly, basically starts at Rolling Fork and runs south all the way to the Yazoo. The Corps of Engineers, which, of course, has managed or mismanaged, depending on your point of view, parts of the Mississippi River since 1927. Uh, this was the last big project. In 1988, it was to cost $2 billion to put the world's largest pumping plant in and send the water downstream towards New Orleans and Baton Rouge when the Yazoo River got high and the Mississippi was high and you backed up like a bathtub. It was stopped at that time. I was It's a long time ago, but I was part of a coalition that included many conservation groups and business people uh, that challenged the Corps of Engineers, saying this was a project that had a cost basis, uh, cost reward that was absolutely terrible, that they had cooked the numbers, that there was no way the Corps of Engineers, this would be producing an environmental benefit, rather an economic benefit, and it was an environmental catastrophe. We fought it for years. The project was stopped at the point in time in the in the early 1990s. Then then Governor of Mississippi, Governor Ray Mabus, stopped the project. It's the first time in the history of the Corps of Engineers that they actually had a project stopped on them. We thought we had won, but nothing with the Corps of Engineers ever dies. And they kept bringing it up. And depending on the administration in place, it would get approved. It would get postponed. And in 2008, the Corps of Engineers, the EPA, we thought, Killed the project forever. But in the last days of the Trump presidency, and this is not a political statement, in the last days 
of the Trump presidency, uh, the uh, Trump administration, EPA, reversed what had been 25 years of uh, policy and said, go ahead and build the world's largest pumps. And, and so it was scheduled to go forward. And uh, next thing you knew, everybody was back in court. Lo and behold, on Thursday, the Biden administration or their EPA announced that uh, this project would be stopped. It was cheered by conservation groups across the country who've been fighting literally for, for over 30 years to, to have this um, project stopped. The uh, delegation in Mississippi was predictable. They said this was terrible. They said that the people would be flooded out in the South Mississippi Delta, that great damage would occur, that deer would die and turkeys would die, and that this project would save lots of lives. Um, and the, uh, the U.S. Senator uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith from Mississippi said in a statement, this is an absolutely terrible day for the people who live in the Mississippi Delta, and even a Saturday for the country when an agency like the EPA refuses to do the right thing for the people. Well, I am talking about this this morning because it's not only about Mississippi. It's about the Corps of Engineers, which in so many cases for so long has run roughshod over constituent groups, all to please, frankly, lobbyists and well-placed individuals. And Mississippi has been the beneficiary. The state of Mississippi has been the beneficiary of, of an awful lot of Corps of Engineers largesse with there being a large headquarters in Vicksburg, Mississippi, to begin with. So it is not about saving a lot of lives. Uh, if the senators of Mississippi were being truthful, they would tell you that almost nobody lives in the South Delta of the state of Mississippi. Nobody. Very few people. And those people who live there, they shouldn't live there. What it really, and when I say that, it's not that they shouldn't live there, but they are living in a floodplain and they have been living in this floodplain for a hundred years. So this is about enriching big ag. It's about providing farmland that doesn't flood so that big agricultural operators can farm land that never should have been farmed, never should have been cleared. It's back, it's in the area where Teddy Roosevelt was famous for his teddy bear rolling onward. Mississippi is right in the heart of this. It's also about the fact that the North Mississippi Delta has improved their drainage so remarkably in the last 50 years that the water gets sent to the South Mississippi Delta at an absolutely horrifying pace. So the state of Mississippi did this to themselves. And I'm sure there's some people in Mississippi who will come unglued when I say that, but it's true. I've spent over 40 years in the Mississippi Delta hunting, owning land, being in part of the conservation and agricultural movement. And I can tell you for a fact that agriculture in Mississippi has made flooding in the South Delta a whole lot worse. So why should the taxpayers of America pay to bail out a relatively few number of landowners and a very few number of people? The individuals who live in the South Delta, unfortunately, who live there tend to be individuals who don't have a lot of means, but they live in an area where they simply should not be living. And it's made a whole lot worse because of what their members of their own state did to them 
from the further north. It would be a little bit like uh, Chicago dumping tons of water into the Illinois River, which, of course, it does. And then the people in the southern part of the Illinois River saying to the American public, you know, we flood terribly. and We've got all this farmland underwater. and We have a few houses underwater. And you, America, should create some kind of a pump that diverts the water so that we don't flood. When, in fact, Chicago's the reason the Illinois River floods so badly. The state of Mississippi has never looked at this way. They've been historically effective in getting the federal government to pay for all kinds of things in Mississippi that it never should have paid for. And the Yazoo pumps are probably poster child number one. The flooding is as bad as it is because agriculture further up in the Mississippi Delta has basically just channelized everything and sends it to the South Delta fast, faster than it ever did. That's not America's problem. That's Mississippi's problem. And from an environmental point of view, the Mississippi Delta remains one of the most important area for migratory waterfowl on the continent. Yes, it's very true that the number of deer and turkey in the lower delta are way down. And that's because the flooding is way up. But the flooding, again, is way up because of what people have done upstream in the state of Mississippi. So the EPA announcing that it, once again, is going to stop the Yazoo pumps from being built. We talk about the trillions of dollars the federal government's going to spend. Well, here's a couple billion, and they always underestimate the cost. They say, oh, it's less than a billion dollars. I can assure you it's not. Here's a, here's a billion or two billion dollars we shouldn't spend. The EPA has now said we're not going to spend it. And the people who are most upset about it are those who are going to be enriched with more federal subsidies to grow more crops on flood-plown land. I'm glad it stopped. And, and I guess having been involved in it now for nearly 40 years, I can get kind of emotional about this. But this is a win for America. It's a win for conservation. It's a win for the taxpayers. And I'm sorry to my friends in the state of Mississippi. You largely created this problem. It's up to you to clean it up. I'll be back in just a moment with more on the great outdoors. And when I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about migratory birds and oil spills and also a very positive change that's taking place. Thanks so much for listening. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN. And first, the message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. In the field, hunters need to be alert, sense the environment around them and know exactly where they are, communicate seamlessly with their dogs. And when it comes to pickup trucks, you want the same qualities. The all-new Chevy Silverado comes with an available 4G Wi-Fi hotspot for seamless communication. It's designed to handle the toughest loads with advanced trailering technology, tough on the road and off. And the all-new design gives you more cargo space than the competition. Chevy Silverado is the most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickup on the road. Plus, there's never been a better time to see your local Chevy dealer about the Big Fix lease. It's an amazing lease deal that can lower your monthly payments and give you more Chevy, all for less money. That's a treasure hunt. So head to your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and see why Chevy is the number one best-selling brand in Chicagoland, now eight years running. It's Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. And as I finish talking about the Yazoo Pumps 
in Mississippi and the core of it and the decision of the Environmental Protection Agency to once again stop this boondoggle. I do think of my many friends in Mississippi who think the pumps are a great idea. And with all due respect to you, I respect your opinions. Many of you I've known for 40 years. It simply is a, is a wrong policy. And it's not a question of Washington overreach, as your senators have indicated. It's a question of the Corps of, Engin- of the Environmental Protection Agency having some common sense and looking out for the interests of all Americans and looking out for the interests of migratory birds in particular. And if you're south of these proposed pumps that were going to be built and you're in Natchez or you're in New Orleans or Baton Rouge, you also are very happy these pumps aren't going to be built. On to something that's really interesting. For years, under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, Companies that willfully, keyword, willfully caused uh, damage through pollution, particularly oil, were held accountable for um, the damage that it caused to migratory birds. And across America, there have been situations, not only oil spills, but there have been situations where you have ponding of oil from oil rigs. And birds come in and of course they die. They get, get covered with bird, they cover with oil and they die. So for a long time, it was a crime to do that. It didn't matter that you didn't intend to do it. It was a crime that she, that it happened. It could have been negligence. It could have been an accident. It didn't matter. If you had an oil spill, you were going to be responsible for the damages it caused. Under the Trump administration, again, not a political statement. I don't mean it to be. Uh, It's not. The rule was reversed, and it was changed to say, if you knowingly and willfully commit this, then you are liable for the damages that it causes. But if it's an accident or you didn't know it was going to happen or you really weren't trying to have it happen, there are no damages at all. This was an incredible weakening of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. and. Um, of my, and also of our environmental laws, very contentious. Uh, it really was not, this was, was supported by, by the industry, but not wholeheartedly because good companies like Exxon and Chevron and, and, uh, others take great steps to try and mitigate so they don't have oil spill damages. If, if you're Exxon, and you have an oil spill, it's an accident. If you're BP, think of the terrible oil spill in the Gulf. It is an accident. You didn't do it willfully. Under the previous administration's rule, BP would have had very little environmental cleanup costs or liability because they didn't intentionally have the have the pipes break that caused on the on the on the uh, drilling rig. Uh, it, they didn't intentionally cause that. Well, of course they didn't intentionally cause it, but there was incredible damage as a result. So the uh, Biden administration has reversed this ruling, and that's not a political statement. Um, it, it is a statement that says conservation interests are being well served in this case. And if somebody intentionally causes a problem, they ought to pay. And if there's a big accident like there was with BP, they still have to pay because it's caused real damage. So the law has been changed. Uh, it's, it's a win for conservation. As you know, I'm not, I said many times on the show, I'm not an environmentalist. I'm a conservationist and a conservationist 
definition is the wise use of our natural resources. Our natural resources are to be used in a sustainable manner. That's conservation. Uh, environmentalism believes they shouldn't be used at all. Just lock them up and throw, throw away the key and don't touch anything. Um, I'm not a conservationist. I'm not an environmentalist. I'm a conservationist and always have been. This reversal of this law is a conservation measure that's really very good for the country. So I'm glad to see it happen. Not only am I glad to see it happen, but I can assure you that conservation groups across America are very glad to see it happen. Uh, before we uh, sign off for the show, chronic wasting disease on the minds of a lot of people. It continues to, to, to spread chronic wasting disease, otherwise known as CWD, is, is in deer. And uh, there's, while there's never been a transmission known of CWD from a deer to a human, Nonetheless, CWD is in the minds of a lot of deer hunters uh, because deer die from it, um, and it appears that CWD is, is really no more under control today than it was 25 years ago when the alarm bells went off. Illinois has done a very good job of trying to control CWD, but it continues to spread. One of the things that's hopefully going to happen out of the Department of Interior is that we will begin to see more of a national focus on trying to control chronic wasting disease. It's a state-by-state state issue now with states working together, Wisconsin and Illinois, because after all, a deer doesn't know the boundary between Illinois and Wisconsin. A little bigger boundary between Missouri and, and Illinois and Iowa and Illinois, because you have the Mississippi. But Wisconsin and Illinois just walk across. Indiana and Illinois walk across. Southern Illinois, we got the Ohio. But we have real issues across the Midwest with chronic wasting disease. And, and they need to be addressed or we are going to continue to see a threat to our white-tailed deer populations across the Midwest. So with uh, the first deer season in Illinois winding down today at sunset, if you're out, I hope you have a safe day in the woods. And once again, with Thanksgiving week coming, I hope you and your family have a great week and you get some time together as a family to enjoy the great outdoors. I'll be back next Sunday morning with much more. This is Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago and America, 720 WGN.